back to the Squared Sports Podcast. On those this podcast, Lane Frank, we're now episode number 74. That's for 74 episodes through, and I get action-packed episode planned for you. MLB is back. We got opening day today on Thursday. It's going to be great. But we're going to make our MLB predictions on this episode. Kansas, as I predicted, won the 2021-2022 National Championship. As I predicted on our March Madness special, LeBron James the Lakers are facing elimination, which we're definitely going to talk about. And the NFL Draft is right around the corner. Stay tuned for the action-packed episode number 74. Let's hop into it. Let's start with episode number 74. How do we always do? The headlines in the NBA. LeBron James, the Los Angeles Lakers. I got a major sentiment coming up later about the Los Angeles Lakers. But LeBron James, the Los Angeles Lakers, are on the brink of elimination. It is a full embarrassment. I, won't, I don't want to get into too much in detail right now, but it is a full embarrassment. They don't make the playoffs this year. They don't even make the plan. They are about 10 games, 15 games under 500 right now. But it's, it's, it's been an atrocity this season for the Los Angeles Lakers. Ben Simmons is going to be out for the rest of the regular season, probably the plan for the Brooklyn Nets, and who knows, maybe the whole entire playoffs, if they make the playoffs, get out of the play in the Brooklyn Nets. Zion Williamson, his stepdad said, hey, if the Pelicans make the playoffs, my son's playing. Zion Williamson could definitely play this in the playoffs. I mean, that's a game changer for the New Orleans Pelicans right there. You put in a lot of CJ McCall, Zion Williamson, Brandon Ayer, that's a big three right there. That is a clutch big three right there. That team could get out the first round with Zion Williamson in that lap. That'd be a crazy see right there. Do you think Zion Williamson and the Pelicans will make it out of the first round? Do you think Zion Williamson will play again this season? Right now, I'm going to say no, but there definitely is a possibility Zion Williamson could play this season. Lonzo Ball is out for the rest of the season. You know, it's a little tough to see right there. This could have been Lonzo Ball's best season of his career, but he got hurt in January. He was on track that season of his career. He got hurt in January. I mean, did to uh, that... Hasn't been on track ever since. Had that meniscus surgery. And now it's reported that he had a setback. Not going to even go play in the playoffs. Chicago Bulls are struggling right now. 0-16 against top three seeds in either conference. That's terrible to see right there. But, I mean, Chicago Bulls struggling right now. And Lonzo Ball is going to be out for the rest of the season. Let's move on to the MLB where we got a lot of news. Starting off with my New York Mets. Jacob DeGrom. All right, let's start here. Jacob DeGrom out for the next couple months. Max Scherzer out for opening day. Taiwan Walker horses knee in spring training today. It's a rough life as a New York Mets fan, everybody. It is rough. Max Scherzer, Jacob DeGrom, Chris Bassett, Tylen Walker, Dave Pearson. I'm thinking, this could be a great pitching style. This is a great pitching rotation. Two Cy Young winners in there. Maybe Tylen Walker, all-star. This is great right here. But no. Now, Jacob DeGrom out for a while after playing catch, pouring soreness and stress fracture. I mean, that's just terrible to see right there for my New York Mets, Jacob DeGrom. Another injury for Jacob DeGrom. Near the end, could it be for Jacob DeGrom in his career, in his prime of his career. I think so for Jacob DeGrom. Max Scherzer nearing the end of his prime also. He's out of it already. Max Scherzer, there's a lot of stuff going on with him. Has that hamstring injury. I don't think that'll be as bad as Jacob DeGrom's injury. It's nine to a pitching, but pitching arm. But this is, I mean, this is not from New York Mets. Now Tyler Walker probably won't even start an opening day. Chris Bassett, lock him in a room. Do whatever you can, New York Mets. Don't let him see the light of day until Thursday and opening day, 2 o'clock against Washington Nationals. He better start that game if Tyler Walker, Max Scherzer, and obviously Jacob DeGrom won't be able to go. Uh, it's right off as a New York Mets fan, everybody. Hopefully this lineup can get going. Francisco Lindor has been amazing in spring training. P. Alonso is going to play DH. There's some rumors about Dominic Smith trade over the weekend. That didn't go through, which I'm happy that didn't go through. But lost off going on my New York Mets. In other news, top prospects Spencer Torkelson and Bobby Wood Jr. are called up to MLB. Now, this is almost unheard of. Spencer Torkelson, number one draft pick in the 2020 MLB draft out of Arizona State, gets called up in one year. Plays one season, full season in Mars, and gets called up. Leo Rodriguez played a couple seasons in Mars, already called up to MLB. He could be a top prospect. We're going to pick our rookie of the year. It might be one of these guys. It might not be. I think Adley Rushman also got called up to MLB. He could be my 
MLB Rookie of the Year pick for the AL. But just so much great talent getting called up. Bobby Wood Jr., one of the best prospects. Obviously, Spencer Torgerson, one of the best prospects. And it's just great to see right here. But MLB is awesome. I mean, all these prospects getting called up. It's wild to see right here. Do you think Spencer Torgerson will win? He's a star in the making. Do you think Bobby Wood Jr. is a star in the making? And do you think Adley Rushman is a star in the making? Those are the top prospects I call up to MLB for opening day. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. That's about for the headlines this week. So Bobby Wood Jr., Spencer Torkelson, Julio Rodriguez, Adley Rush, stars in the making, again called to MLB for opening day, making the opening day roster. Now, move over to golf. Yes, we do talk a little bit about golf in this show. Masters are sweet, everybody. It's green jacket season. We're going to make our Masters pick later on in the episode. Am I going to pick John Ram? Am I going to go crazy and pick Tiger Woods? We're just going to have to wait and see. But it is green jacket season, everybody. It's the Masters, the best time of the year. Golf, best golf tournament of all time. Masters are this weekend. That's about for the headlines this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, the best thing I saw this week was the Kansas Jayhawks winning 2021-2022 National Championship, as I predicted correctly on our March Madness special. Roll the clip. My 2022 National Championship pick is going to be Bill Self's team or is it going to be Mark Few's team? Kansas or Gonzaga? I got Kansas taking it home, everybody. Kansas, one of the best teams in the nation, the best team in the nation. Bill Self gets his squad a championship. So, yes, I did pick Kansas. Two in the national championship. Kansas was the best team in the country this year. As I predicted on our March Madness special episode, what a great episode that was. Just Kansas, great season. David McCormick, big body in the paint. I mean, David McCormick showed up so well in those two final four games. Dropped his screw high against Villanova. People were saying, oh, he's going up, he's going up against little guys in Villanova. Then he goes up against North Carolina. Armando Baker, I know you got hurt. Brady Mack, and he dominates them. David McCormick proved he's a great starting college basketball. Ochai Agbaji turned it on in, in the first half a little bit. Then they had that big struggle going down 16, had that huge scoring drop. Then, I mean, Ochai Agbaji, just a clutch player. Clutch player in college basketball history. One most outstanding player of the NCAA tournament. I think that maybe should have gone to Remy Martin. Remy Martin had some clutch threes down the way. Christian Brown, great player. Mitch Lightfoot, I know he got in foul trouble, but he was a great player in that game. Kansas was your 2021-2022 national champion, as I predicted on our March Madness special. Stay tuned. Still more coming. Squared Sports Land Frank, episode 74. So, we had a great March Madness there, but we did. And there were so many great games in March Madness. Now, the round 64 was a little bit action-packed, but it was more of the later rounds. It was more of the Final Four. The round 32, the Sweet 16, the Elite 8, those are the elite matchups. So, we're going to do my top five favorite games, the best games of the NCAA tournament. Let's all admit to it. Going at number five, the Michigan-Tennessee game. You'd say, whoa, 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 that game was only, what, wasn't even a one-possession game. Michigan won by eight points. I was thinking about putting USC-Miami right here, but that Michigan-Tennessee game was action-packed. That game delivered on every single circumstance. I mean, Michigan got off to a big lead start of the game. Then Tennessee went up by five at halftime. Then Michigan regained the lead. Then Terrence Williams turned it up at the end to save Michigan season pretty much. Now Hunter Dickinson played great in that game. John Fulkerson played pretty well in that game. Kenny Chandler, last college basketball game of his career, did declare today for the NBA draft. What a game that was. That was the fifth best game of March Madness. Number four, the Duke North Carolina game, what a game that was. Action-packed. I mean, it could even be number one on this list, but there were a lot of better games on this list. There were so many great games in March Madness. A lot of them UNC, but Duke, UNC, number four, best game in college basketball this March Madness. A Caleb Love dagger. 
One of the best shots in college basketball history, you could say. Paolo Boncaro played pretty well. That's probably his last game in his college basketball career. Just tough season. I mean, great season for Duke. Tough ending. Tough ending for Mike Krzyzewski. 50-50 and 50 against North Carolina in his career. His last loss at home, North Carolina. His last loss of his career to North Carolina. Sad to see right there. Duke UNC was the fourth best game of Mark Madness this year. Number three, Baylor, North Carolina. I was thinking about putting this at number one, but since it was only around 32 game, it's, it wasn't that significant. But this was an action-packed game. Brady Manick and North Carolina go up 25 points against the Baylor Bears with 10 minutes left in the game. Then Brady Mack gets a flagrant two because he elbows pretty much somebody, a little bit inadvertently, but they still give him a flagrant two, ejected from the game. Now Baylor takes the opportunity, hits their free throws, and then they hit three. Then they get a turnover. Then they and they force another foul, and then they just play great. Get 25-point comeback, a great and one by James Kindrow at the end of regulation. And then North Carolina goes in overtime, and they beat them 93-86. to What a game that was, though. I mean, North Carolina just... Was the better team in that game. They choked a little bit at the end. And that's what you saw last night in the National Championship against Kansas. They choked a little bit then. But in this game, they were able to pull through in overtime. North Carolina, uh, Baylor, third best game of March Madness this season. Number two, St. Peter's, Kentucky. Doug Edder entered the transfer portal today. I mean, Cheeky and Holloway going over scene. All This was a great run for St. Peter's. Everybody. The best run in March Madness history by 15 seed. Best run in March Madness history maybe ever. What a, I mean, what a run this was by St. Peter's, but it all started right here against Kentucky. Against Oscar Sheehy, who just won the Wooden Award. Against Sean Calipari, who's one of the best coaches in college basketball history, you could say. Wild to see right there. St. Peter's, Kentucky was the second best game of March Madness this year. And now number one, the national championship, Kansas, North Carolina. What a game that was. Okay, Kansas gets off to a big leader. They go up 7-0 early. I'm saying, oh, Kansas is going to be in the whole way. Then, it's 22-22, and by the end of the first half, it's 48-25. Kansas only scored three points in the last six minutes of that first half. It was not good at all. Not good at all. Then in the second half, Christian Brown turns it up a little bit. They didn't make their free throws at first, Kansas, but then they started making them down the stretch. Remy Moore just played great. I know Armando Baycock got hurt in the last minute. That'll be a huge what-if in college basketball history because when David McCormick hit that hook shot with about 19 seconds left in that game, you say, if Armando Baycott was on Brady Mick, yeah. He wouldn't have scored right there, but can't go into that right now. Brady Mack tripped a little bit at that last play. Kansas, what are you doing? Dewan Harris stepping out of bounds. What a game that was. Action back, delivered on every single circumstance. That was the number one game of this season, national championship, one of the best national championships in the past 10 years, past decade, anything like that. This is just a great game. This is great March Madness. Maybe the best March Madness ever, one of the best I've ever seen. Leave your thoughts in the comments section. Those are the top five games of March Madness. Now, I did you know this week's video, it's a great one. Did you know Hubert Smith and Bill Self? Now, they don't share many similarities besides being college basketball coaches, but Hubert Smith, North Carolina, succeeded Roy Williams when Roy Williams stepped out from North Carolina. And when Roy Williams stepped out from Kansas in 2003, guess who succeeded him? Bill Self of Kansas right now, Kansas head coach right now. So, Bill Self and Hubert Smith both succeeded Roy Williams. A little bit of an interesting thing right there. That was the Roy Williams war right there, Roy Williams game. Roy Williams probably was rooting for North Carolina, but he wouldn't have been. I mean, he's probably not devastated that Kansas won that game. Obviously, room for North Carolina, but a little bit interesting thing to go right there. Didn't know Hubert Smith and Bill Self both succeed Roy Williams. Didn't know that? Leave that in the comment section. Now, let me walk you Squirrel Sports viewers through something right here. The day is October 11th, 2020. If you're a Los Angeles Lakers fan, you're on the top of the world. Because the Los Angeles Lakers just won NBA championship in the NBA bubble against Miami Heat. Now, today, we're sitting 2022, April 4th, and it has been a horrible ride for the Los Angeles Lakers. So, how'd they get here? Lakers won a championship with LeBron James, Rajon Rondo, Dwight Howard, and Anthony Davis. Now, all those guys were on the squad this season. Rajon Rondo was on the squad this season. He's not anymore. 
Dwight Howard was on the squad this season, hasn't done anything much. LeBron James, obviously on the squad this season. Anthony Davis, obviously on the squad this season. So what went wrong for the Los Angeles Lakers? Now, this story goes back a little bit further. Let's go to March 20th, 2021. The Los Angeles Lakers are playing the Atlanta Hawks. The Los Angeles Lakers are number two in the Western Conference right now. It's March 20th, last year in the NBA season. And the Los Angeles Lakers are the number two seed. LeBron James gets a high ankle sprain, the worst injury of his career, and goes out for the rest of the regular season. They make the plan. They don't do well in the plan. They get violated in the NBA playoffs. Violated. Nothing going well. Since that game, March 20th, 2021, the Los Angeles Lakers are a two seed. They've been 43 and 56. 43 wins, 56 losses. This is the Los Angeles Lakers we're talking about right here. The Los Angeles Lakers led by LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, and so many more stars. It's interesting to see right here. So this, that, that offseason, they said, we need a rehaul. We need to do this. We need to do that. We're going to get superstars. We're going to get this. We're going to get that. So they had an offer on the deal on the table. Let's trade Cal Kuzma. Let's trade Contavious Caldwell-Pope. And let's get Buddy Heald. Or we can trade Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Kyle Kuzma for Russell Westbrook and have no money left to spend. But if we take the Buddy Heald deal... We can have a lot of money spent. We can spend on Caruso, bring him back. We can bring DeRozan back. But no, they weren't the Westbrook deal because he had a good season the season before with the Wizards off of triple doubles. Triple doubles we're talking about right here. Triple doubles, which don't matter that much. I mean, aren't as highly viewed in today's NBA as it were five years ago. Triple doubles we're talking about right here. And that didn't work this season, obviously, with LeBron James. So if you get DeMar DeRozan, if you take that Buddy Heald deal, you can probably have money to save I'm screwed. So you're losing Davis Caldwell Pope in that deal, and you're losing Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma ran two feet out of the door by the time that season was over. DeMar DeRozan can get, and you can get Alex Crusoe. So we're looking at an ideal opening night against the Warriors lineup of Alex Crusoe, Buddy Heald, DeMar DeRozan, LeBron James, Anthony Davis. The real Lakers opening night starting five was Russell Westbrook, Ken Bazemore, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and DeAndre Jordan. That's not very exciting right there. DeAndre Jordan and Ken Bazemore are no longer on this team. Russell Westbrook is probably off the steam next season. There's a chance LeBron, I mean, there's a slight chance LeBron's not a Los Angeles Laker next season. And then there's maybe a chance Anthony Davis is not a Laker next season. A little bit interesting thing about that right there. So let me say that again. They could have had Russell Westbrook. They could have had Alex Crusoe over Russell Westbrook. I think a lot of Lakers fans take right now. They could have DeMar DeRozan, who's an MVP candidate. They could have Buddy Hield, who's a great shooter, which Lakers need more than anything right now, three-point shooting. And they could have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. <laughs> Now, I'm not saying LeBron James and Anthony Davis injuries wouldn't have happened. They probably still would have. But DeMar DeRozan, Buddy Heald, Alex Russo, that's more sustainable lap than Stanley Johnson, Austin Reeves, Russell Westbrook, and DeAndre Jordan, Dwight Howard. That's more sustainable lap than that. So, so much has happened with the Los Angeles Lakers, everybody. I think LeBron James loves being a Laker, everybody. I think he loves the history of being a Laker. I think he loves be- putting on the uniform of the Los Angeles Lakers. I think he loves playing in L.A. I think he loves the razzle and dazzle of playing for the Lakers. I think LeBron James is disgusted being a 2021-2022 Laker right now. I think he loves being a Laker. The history, I think he hates being on this current squad right now as Lakers. I think he does. So much unpacked with the Lakers right now. They fired Frank Vogel today. I mean, if say they make a run in the playoffs, that'd be awesome because Frank Vogel's still going to be with the team until the rest of the season, which is a little bit interesting right there. Some rumors they could get Doc Rivers. I don't know what the future looks like for this team. I really don't. So much to unfold with the Los Angeles Lakers right now. So much to unfold. Leave all your thoughts in the comment section. Still way, way more to come on Squared Sports Life Frank episode 74. Stay tuned. It's time to take you around the bases, everybody. Yes, around the bases is back for the 2021-2022 MLB season on Schoolyard Sports. So let's hop into it. We're going to pick all the predictions for the 2022 MLB season. Let's hop into it. Who's going to be the surprising team of the year in the MLB. I got 
Chicago Cubs being the surprise team of the year. You can say, whoa, 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 I had the Cubs being a bottom-10 team uh, MLB this year. Seiya Suzuki is going to be great this year. Seiya Suzuki will win MVP NL Rookie of the Year right now. I'm saying right there. Seiya Suzuki will win Rookie of the Year in the NL. He has a five-year, $85 million contract. He's been great in spring training. The Cubs have been doing pretty well in spring training. You got a great manager in David Ross. I know it's spring training, but you got a great manager in David Ross. This is a good team, my opponent. I think this team, I'm not saying this team's going to make the playoffs, but I think they could be a little bit surprising. I think they could be up there in the 85-win range, something like that. It's a little bit of a weaker division. They're playing the Reds in that division. Brewers, this is the most exciting division right here. So I got the Chicago Cubs being my surprising team of the year for the 2022 MLB season. Now, who's my rookie of the year? Let's start from the AL. For rookie of the year in the AL, I have Adley Rushman. I'm not going to go with Bobby Wood Jr. Because I think he's going to struggle a little bit. I'm not going with MJ Melendez because he's probably going to have to play behind Salvador Perez. I'm not going with Spencer Torkelson because that's a stack lineup right there. With, I mean, that could be a stack lineup with Akil Badu, Javi Baez. I mean, great manager and AJ Hinch. But I just think Spencer Torkelson struggles a little bit this season with the Detroit Tigers, Julio Rodriguez. And he doesn't have a great transition. Jared Kelenic didn't have a great transition last year with the Mariners. I expect the same out Julio Rodriguez. I think Julio Rodriguez could have a great career. Just maybe not this season. So I got Adley Rushman, former Top pick in the MLB draft at Oregon State. Catcher for the Baltimore Orioles. Adley Rushman will win Rookie of the Year this year in the AL. You can bookmark it. Now, in the NL, I already said, Seiya Suzuki, 27 years old. I mean, I mean, so many similarities with Shohei Otani, you could say, coming over uh, from overseas to play uh, in the MLB. I mean, just great player, Seiya Suzuki. I think he could definitely win NL Rookie of the Year. You could even be up there for a NL MVP. That'd be a great bet right there. Seiya Suzuki for NL MVP. I know it's a little bit of a risk, but Seiya Suzuki is a great player. Now, who's going to be the most disappointing teams here? I was thinking about putting the Twins up there, but they got Carlos Correa. They got Sonny Gray. They got Gary Sanchez, who could have a bounce-back season. But I'm going with the San Francisco Giants. Now, I don't think people are picking the San Francisco Giants to have 100 wins this season like they did last year, but I think they have a struggle this year. Brandon Belt's not going to be a great player this year. They're losing Buster Posey, obviously. He's retired. I don't think he's pitching. I don't think he's pitching. Uh, rotation's great right now. I really don't. Brandon Crawford is not a good shortstop. Has been terrible in spring training. Mike Strempson might turn things up, but right now, they lost Kevin Gosman, their ace in the offseason, to the Toronto Blue Jays. So I got the San Francisco Giants as the most disappointing team in the MLB this year. Now, it's Cy Young time, everybody. Who do I have linked Cy Young in the AL? You already know who it is. It's Showtime Shohei Otani on the cover of MLB Show 22. Great player, Shohei Otani. He can win MVP again, I don't think. I mean, that'd be a lot to see right there, but Shohei Otani definitely won Cy Young this year. In my opinion, the best pitcher in the AL, Garrett Cole gives up too many runs. Lucas Gilito is a good pitcher. Robbie Ray's not going to win it again. Kevin Gosman, I don't think, wins it. I got. Shohei Otani winning Cy Young this year in the AL. Now, who's going to win the NL? I'd love to put Jacob DeGrom up there. I'd love to put up Matt Scherzer up there. But injuries, 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 I play injuries. So I got Corbin Burns of the Milwaukee Brewers. Corbin Burns is going to have a great season this year, in my opinion. Corbin Burns had a good season last year, but I think he might even break the strikeout record. Something like that. Corbin Burns is a great pitcher. Reminds me a little bit of Chris Sale. Corbin Burns is a great pitcher. I have Corbin Burns of the Milwaukee Brewers. Winning sign the series. Teammate Brandon Woodruff won it last year. But I got Corbin Burns winning it this year. Now, who's going to win MVP? Let's start from the NL. The MVP, I have Juan Soto winning MVP in the NL right now. So, Bryce Harper won it last year. But I have Juan Soto winning it this year in the NL. Who do you have winning MVP in the NL? I got Juan Soto. Now, in the AL, I have Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. wins MVP in the AL this year. I think he might even break. I mean, I think he might even break 50 home runs or more this season. Break, might even break 60 home runs. I don't, I don't think anybody's ever going to touch Barry Bond's 73 home run record. He's the home run king. Steroids or not. But Vladimir Guerrero Jr., good player. I think he definitely wants MVP in the AL this year. I can't. I hate to go against my guy Showtime, Shohei Otani, but I haven't won a Cy Young. But I got Vladimir Guerrero Jr. winning MVP in the AL. Now, it's team time, everybody. It's the biggest event of the year. One of the biggest events of the year. The World Series, everybody. So, 
Who's going to make the World Series in the NL? Who's going to make the World Series in the AL? Let's start from the NL. I got the Los Angeles Dodgers making the World Series in the NL. Left for my New York Mets up there, but I just can't. I can't. I mean, too many injuries, too young of a squad. I think the New York Mets definitely make the NLCS against the Dodgers, but I think the Dodgers win that series. Dodgers, so stacked right now. So stacked. Freddie Freeman, former MVP. Will Smith, upcoming all-star. Cody Bellinger, former MVP. He's probably going to be a weak link at this line. You could say that's crazy to see right there. Chris Taylor, good second baseman right there. Great utility player, great hitter, one of the most reliable guys. And what be Chris Taylor is this is a great pitching lineup, the great pitching rotation. Walker Bueller got all the great stuff. He can win this year. Clayton Kershaw, not the same player he used to be, but Clayton Kershaw's still a great pitcher. It's just a great team all around, in my opinion. Mookie Betts, this is going to be a great team. I think the Dodgers definitely make the World Series out of that L. Who do they face in the AL? I got them facing the Chicago White Sox out of the L. Tim Anderson, Yohan Moncar, Jose Abreu, former MVP. Eloy Jimenez, Luis Robert, and led by Tony La Russa, everybody. I got that making the World Series. Tony La Russa, great manager. I, got, I was so high on the White Sox last year, but they were without Eloy Jimenez for some of the season. They were without Luis Robert for some of the season. Now they're with those guys. And I think they definitely make the World Series here over the Toronto Blue Jays. So I got an ALCS of Toronto Blue Jays versus Chicago White Sox. I got the Chicago White Sox coming on top. So now the World Series. Los Angeles Dodgers, Chicago White Sox. The Dodgers win this one, everybody. I think the Dodgers are one of the best teams of all time, one of the best lineups of all time. I don't think they break 115 wins, but I think they're a really great team, the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers win the World Series here. Your 2022 World Series champion is the Los Angeles Dodgers. You can bookmark it. I got the Dodgers winning World Series. That's about around the bases this week. Stay tuned for around the bases. Next week, we're going to break down opening day. Now, I got the best segment for last day. Now, we're going to do our Masters spotlight. I hinted at in the headlines. So, the Masters are going to be great this year. I'm going to say right here, I do not have Tiger Woods win the Masters. I definitely don't. I don't even think Tiger Woods finishes top 10, top 20. He might get cut before the first weekend. That'd be crazy to see right there. Cut before the weekend. But it's going to be a great Masters right here. Who wins it? Who takes on the green jacket on Sunday? Let's hop into it. I got Patrick Cantley. The number one golfer currently in the world right now, taking home the Masters win this year. I remember a couple years ago, the year Tiger Woods won the Masters, I think it was 2018. That was really when Patrick Cantley came onto the stage. I mean, nobody really thought he was going to do well. Then he booked himself a ticket to the Masters the next year. He did pretty well. Now, Patrick Cantley back in the Masters there, but I think Patrick Cantley definitely wins the Masters this year. Here's my top five finishers in the Masters this year. Number one, Patrick Cantley. Number two, John Ram. Number three, Xander Shoffley. And number four, Tony Finau, everybody. It's going to be a great Masters right here. Yeah, it will be. Great Masters. See right here. So, leave your prediction. Do who do you think will win the Masters this year? I got Patrick Cantley winning the Masters this year with Sloan Jordan Speed there at number five. I got Patrick Cantley winning the Masters this year with his runner-up being John Ram, Xander Shoffley, Tony Finau, and then Jordan Speed. So, this could be a great Masters right here. I got Patrick Cantley taking home the green jacket this year. Who do you have home take, taking home the green jacket? Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, question of the this week's question is, who has won the NFL offseason so far? Has it been the Las Vegas Raiders? Has it been the Los Angeles Chargers? Probably not. Has it been the Miami Dolphins? Has it been our team? Leave your answer in the comment section. Who has won the NFL offseason so far? A little football thing in there. Who has won the NFL offseason so far? Leave your answer in the comment section. That's about for question of this week. That's about for Squared Sports Land for episode 74. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squared Sports on Instagram at Squared Sports. Follow Squared Sports on Twitter at Squared Sport. Follow Squared Sports on TikTok at Squared Sports. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review for the best. Sports content in the world. We'll be back here next week on Super 75. Stay tuned.